0: They are known the world over and have entertained millions and millions of fans globally since their inception. The iconic Stars and Stripes red, white, and blue uniforms, and my guest today on the fuzzy mic is one of the players of the legendary Harlem Globetrotters, it's point guard Max Hops Pierce, how's it going, Hops? Good, how you doing, man? You know what, I'm doing great. It's such a pleasure to speak with you because you are on one of the most, if not the most iconic brands and teams ever in the history of sport. I'm talking about the Harlem Globetrotters. There's so much to talk with you about in regards to basketball, but also your personal life, too. So let's talk about what you guys are going to be doing here on the 15th and 16th in Houston as you play the Fertitta Center on the Push the Limits Tour. What are we going to see?
1: Yeah, so even if you've seen the Harlem Globetrotters play, whether it was last year or 20 years ago, there are so many new things that we're adding to this tour this year. So The -the glow-in-the-dark magic circle is one of the things that I'm excited about. The magic circle is a part of our warm-up routine where we get loose and show our tricks to the fans before the game. We get in a little circle at half court. But this year, the ball is going to light up. The the lights are going to go down, and parts of our jersey are going to light up. So that's going to be a really interesting thing to see. We've got a world-record trick shot attempt. So if we make that, you get a chance to witness history. We also have the fifth quarter which allows fans to come down to the court, take a picture with us, get an autograph, interact with us a little bit. And then we also have two new rookies, Lucky and Dazzle, who are world-class ball handlers. They're world champions. They, they, they do things with the basketball that I've
0: never seen before, and I've been around basketball my whole life. Hops Pierce with the Harlem Globetrotters is our guest on the Fuzzy Mike. You are now in, I believe, your second year with the Globies. That's correct. Okay, now you said you have two new rookies this year. What kind of initiation process is there for a rookie with the Harlem Globetrotters?
1: Um, So once you sign, kind of prepare yourself, and then training camp arrives. And training camp is one of the most fun experiences that I've had in my life. You get a chance to meet your teammates, the coaching staff, everyone in the front office, um, it's, a, it's a really cool process. The only thing that is mandatory is for you to pay 1,000% attention because there are so many plays and so many uh, terms that you need to get familiar with with the glow charter system. That would be the main vibe in terms of uh, initiation. There aren't really any hazing,
0: rookie hazing <laughs> things that a lot of people may think. <laughs> you talk about learning the the Globetrotter system. When you're a member of the Globetrotters, do you have to know the history, the 92-year history of the organization?
1: Absolutely. We've actually been around for 94 years. 94? So yeah,
0: we started in 1926. How do they teach you about the players that that came before you? I mean, are you aware of, like, Metal Lark Lemon and, and Geese Absolutely. Osby and Curly yeah. Neal?
1: Absolutely. They front office and the coaching staff does a great job as well as the veterans honestly i've learned just as much if not more from the veterans on my team just from being around them but um they do a great job of making sure that we are up to par with our glow trotter history um, knowing how to answer certain questions because we get all kinds of questions Um, there's so many people that have had a Globetrotter experience within the last 94 years. And so we just have to be prepared to give whatever facts need to be given within
0: conversation. Take us back, uh, Max Hops pierce uh, to the day you got the call that you were going to be a member of the Globetrotters. How's that go? How's that call go?
1: So it's actually funny because every Globetrotter's story of how they became a Globetrotter is different. But for me, In 2018, I was in the College Slam Dunk Contest. I had a very good showing. And so I was representing Purchase College, and the Globetrotters were watching. And so they called my school. I don't know whether it was that same day or a couple of days after, but they left a message for me because I hadn't returned to campus yet. So I kind of missed that very initial call. And so once I got back to campus, My school said you should call this number back. So I called the number and then they were basically expressing their interest and they told me how they saw me. Then I went to a workout and then I didn't get quote unquote that call again until after the workout. And it was basically them telling me, yes, we like you and there's a spot for you.
0: What does it take to be a Globetrotter? Obviously you have to have basketball skills. But, but what about the, uh, the character of Hunter yeah. Pierce? Who, who develops yes. that? That is, that is such a good point. So the
1: basketball acumen is a given. Outside of being a great basketball player, uh, world charters are known as ambassadors of goodwill. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of have to have a natural liking for giving back to the community, And spreading joy and spreading smiles because that's what we do on a daily basis. Whether we play in Australia or Russia or Antarctica, it doesn't matter. That that principle never ever changes. And so, you have to be able to find joy in bringing joy to other people. That that's very important, and that's what they make super super crystal clear to all of their players before things get any further.
0: But that's kind of ingrained in you because you already have your own nonprofit organization if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> that's correct. Yeah, tell me about that.
1: Yes, so um the name of the organization is the Flynance Organization yeah. and what we aim to do is prepare student athletes to transition out of their athletic career and into the next phase of life. And most often that next phase is another job because everyone dreams of playing professionally, but just by the reality and statistics, everyone will not make it. And a lot of guys get stuck in that process of trying to transition out because they don't know what they want to do other than play that sport. And they don't have the skills to do so. So we came up with a program in which we deliver to kids in an after-school program setting as well as a summer camp setting where we can kind of help them figure out what it is that they might want to do outside of that sport and help them harness the skills to accomplish that.
0: You know, you talk about not everybody is going to make it. Uh, Here are the numbers that I read recently. 4,100 college basketball players in America, 420-plus players in the NBA. 40 players on the Harlem Globetrotters. When you break it down like that, (laughs) not really, Hops. when you break it down like that, how special is it for you to be a member of the Harlem Globetrotters and put that uniform on every night?
1: It's so funny that you break it down like that because I haven't analyzed it in that perspective. The the reason why being a Globetrotter is so special to me is because the Globetrotters are, are such a historic team, um you know they're responsible for breaking the color barrier and gender barrier within sports culture and the things that they do off the court is what makes them special outside of other sports teams and so when you when you have that kind of resume as a sports team and a 94 year history it's it's super hard not to feel honored and feel like you're contributing to more and more pieces of history and culture. And so those are the things that I kind of pride myself on and give me that wow factor when I think I'm really a Harlem Globetrotter. So I don't even think about <laughs> the, uh, the statistics of how many players there are versus how many actually get to become a Globetrotter, but that's a great way to analyze it
0: max hops pierce is our guest on the fuzzy Mike. you can see max along with the harlem globetrotters playing for tita center campus of the university of houston uh on the 15th and 16th of february you know you talk about uh the university of houston uh we have quite a history here with uh, folks that can slam dunk the basketball i don't know if you remember five slam a jamma with clyde drexler and hakeem olajuwon <laughs> i do well, that's basically how you made your name in the world of basketball, is by slam right. dunking and the creativity, that thus the nickname Hops. What is your vertical? 48 inches. That's four feet. That is correct. But having seen some of your dunks, and we're looking at them right now on the screen, uh, <laughs> h- how, how do you defy gravity? You literally walk on air, Hops. you really do i mean we saw jordan do it from the free throw line years ago you're actually doing it a little bit further back from that and literally you look like you're levitating (laughs) thank you um you know some people some people
1: have some natural gifts and i think i was fortunate enough to have a natural gift in jumping but there was certainly a lot of work that went into developing it further and i think that's one of the reasons why i'm able to have some fun with it today
0: you said that basically every dunk has been done so what really sets a dunk apart now is the emphasis that you put on throwing the ball down or the creativity and you said on your on your uh on your twitter page on your instagram creativity is imperative your way of thinking is what will set you apart from everyone else in the industry where does the creativity for you come from i'm particularly talking about the um the dog uh passes the ball from the nose and you dunk it. I mean, a, a dog was like John Stockton in that video with you. <laughs> that is correct. Um, creativity, I think that's, that's also one of the
1: staples of being a Globetrotter. So, you know, I, I kind of fell into this Globetrotter position and, and was able to thrive immediately. Um, we, we think about the game 24 hours a day. Like, there, there is not a time where I'm, I'm really not thinking about basketball. And even if I'm looking at architecture or um, anything in technology, there's always something that reminds me or gives me an idea of, oh, wow, okay, maybe I can kind of incorporate that into a dunk. And so there have been a lot of dunks that I've written down. I have this whole notebook full of different ideas and and objects that I want to use. And before the dog video, a dog was one of the things in that list. <laughs> and so that, that video did really well. But, um, yeah, just, you know, anything is grounds for drawing inspiration for a dunk.
0: I want to ask you, because we're talking about creativity and dunking, uh, Hammer Harrison just set the world record for a skydive dunk. Did you think of that, or did you have an opportunity to do that before he did it? <laughs> uh, neither. I did not think of that.
1: And I did not have the opportunity to do so, primarily because I don't know if I would jump out of a plane. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why not? You're already four feet off the ground anyway when you jump regular. <laughs> no, that, that was, that was, so when you do something like what Hammer Harrison did, or when you're doing something like where you pass the ball off your dog's nose, how many repetitions do you have to do that before you get it right? Oh, man, this is, uh, these are great questions. Well, I I am fascinated by what you do, and everybody who's watching this on the fuzzy mic right now is probably having their jaw drop on the ground that, that number one, a human could do what you do, and then, number two, (laughs) the amount of practice that must go into something like that. Thank you.
1: (laughs) So, for the dog video, believe it or not, it only took four tries.
0: Well, that's because you used a golden retriever, and they're very, very intelligent dogs. Extreme, especially that dog. That dog. The name of the dog is Koa,
1: um, and it's not even my dog. It's my friend Frank Dagg dog, but it's a super special dog. Uh But for some of the other dunks, I've taken upwards of 250 attempts, and it's taken over the course of a month to land. So I actually, a week and a half ago, I just made a new dunk that I will be releasing on February 11th. And I think it's going to shock the world in many ways. Um, I don't want to give too many details, but you are the first person that I'm talking to about it, so you do get the exclusive. (laughs) Really? Nice. Yes.
0: The other thing that I love about you uh, with your dunking is that you incorporate other sports. You'll incorporate a baseball glove and a baseball.
1: (laughs) Yes. uh, Yesterday I was actually trying a new football one that I haven't landed yet, but hopefully I'll land this weekend. Um, I, I just think that there's so much uncovered ground in the dunk world. Although, although there have been so many dunks that have already been done, um, there's just so much room for collaboration between sports, between um, different realms and worlds. Like you, you can, there's really, there's really no limit. You can mix animals and dunks as we as we've
0: seen you can make furniture and like there's just, <laughs> there's so many things that you can do so much wisdom where does your wisdom come from and i'm going to say say a couple of these quotes that uh, that i read on your instagram but where's the wisdom come from thanks um my parents i i would just shout
1: out to my parents they they have really done a great job with Not only me, but my two younger siblings. Um, I'm very similar to my brother and sister. And so, um, you know, when you have have an upbringing, it's easy and natural
0: to to be a good person. How proud are your parents of what you've become? (laughs) Very. If you ever lose confidence, write a letter to yourself. In that letter, brag about as much as you can. Congratulate yourself. Talk about all that you're prideful of and everything you've ever accomplished find yourself affirmations what is it that you say to yourself every day hops pierce for me
1: it would be just reminding myself that i am special i know that i'm more i bring more value mentally and emotionally than i do physically and so that's one of the things that i'm trying to transition into doing is bringing more knowledge and advice and insight to the people that love to watch the dunks. So that would be my number one self-affirmation.
0: That kind of leads me into this question earlier when we were talking about the Globetrotters being ambassadors of goodwill. What excites you more, Max Hops pierce of the Harlem Globetrotters, throwing down a massive dunk in front of 13,000 rabid fans or going to a children's hospital and want a ball on their finger?
1: So they're both very exciting, Mm -hmm. but the euphoria, dunking a ball in front of 13,000 fans goes away within two minutes Um, they're not going to cheer for more than two minutes (laughs) but the euphoria that you get from spinning the ball and and these are so much simpler acts when we're talking about a hospital visit but the spinning the ball on a kid's finger um, or just hearing the parents or the doctors in a room tell you that that kid hasn't smiled in months and then finding out that you had the ability to make that person smile after such a long gap between having a real genuine positive moment in their lives, that lasts pretty much forever. That's an indefinite feeling. Yeah. And so when we're comparing the two, it's, it's almost not even comparable because the hospital visits and the school visits, they take it every single time. There's, there's memories that I remember way more vividly in the hospital visit than I do in a dunking in front of the fans
0: visit. And somebody who has grown up uh, watching the Harlem Globetrotters and also seeing firsthand, I do a lot of work with pediatric cancer patients, and seeing firsthand the smiles that the Globies put on these sick kids' faces, uh, that is what makes you a great Harlem Globetrotter, Hobbs. That's what does it. Thank you. I definitely agree. The Globetrotters, they travel all over the world. You've been to Philly, Vegas, China, Europe, Florida. Best place you've ever visited.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed Vancouver. Um, I, I liked the Arbor. Um, I was also there during a time when it was pretty warm, so that helped.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you grew up in New York. You, you grew up in New York, though, so you know what cold is. Yes, that is true. However, I am slowly getting tired of it. So We are talking to Max Hops Pierce of the Harlem Globetrotters. Obviously, basketball is prominent with the Harlem Globetrotters, and basketball is on the minds of everybody across the world with the loss uh, recently of the great and legendary. I know you have a Kobe story about yeah. seeing one of your dunks. Please share that with us, Hops. For sure. So, um, first, the, on behalf of my family, myself,
1: and the Globetrotters, I want to extend my condolences the Bryant family, the families of all of the victims of that horrible, tragic accident. For me, my Kobe experience, I never got to meet him, unfortunately, but I did have the opportunity to make the slightest of impacts briefly on him. Uh-huh. So the, the first video, which was a dunk video for me that went viral, that kind of put me on the map, was a dunk video in my hometown, thirty seconds from my house, at the park that I grew up playing at. And so I dunked on somebody, it went viral, and ridiculousness asked to use the video. And they originally asked to use the video in April of two thousand seventeen. And it was gonna be with the, it was going to be featured on an episode with a different guest. And so I flew out with my brother, sat front row expecting it to be featured and they didn't feature it that day time goes on i get over it well summer of 2019 and i get five calls in one evening saying max i just saw you on ridiculousness um colby watched your video so i went online and i, I looked it up i had my friend Gordon record my natural reaction to watching colby react to this video and so i have a video of my reaction to Kobe's reaction, nice, and I will never ever forget that. Oh, but you know, just just to see him have a genuine wow moment at a dunk that I did is something that I will never forget.
0: One more question for you: It's uh, it, there is a right or wrong answer to this. You're you're going to think, well, when you hear it, there's not. But for any <laughs> Harlem Globetrotter, what is your favorite song? Sweet. Georgia Brown, <laughs> you passed with an A plus there, my friend. Hey, Hops, it has been such a pleasure speaking with you. Continued success in everything you do, and thanks for joining us on the Fuzzy Mike.
1: Thank you so much, man. This was great. I appreciate you.
0: My thanks to Max Hops Pierce of the Harlem Globe Trotters. Also, my thanks to Eric Nemeth, Senior Director of Publicity for the Harlem Globe Trotters. The Fuzzy Mike is a presentation of Fuzzy Mike Industries and is produced by Trish Klein, Bill Tater, A.J. Ramos. And myself, Kevin Klein. I'm your host. We'll see you next time.